Welcome to American Top 40. My name's Casey Kasem. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Welcome back. Welcome to Fantasy Island. The Battle of the Network Stars. I'm not a crook. I worked on my hair a long time, and you, and you hit it. He hits my hair. That's it. The Cincinnati Reds win the World Series. Don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again, ever. Elvis Presley, the king, died this afternoon in Memphis, Tennessee. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? <laughs> High karate, aftershave. Be careful how you use it. Live from KTEL Studios, welcome to Living in the 70s, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1970s. The best that we remember it. Thanks, Doctor. How's everybody doing tonight? Awesome, baby. Yeah, good, 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 good. So we are, this is the last week of our journey through the 70s, and we're going to go out with a bang. Like We've been waiting and waiting and waiting to talk about 70s music. Tonight, we're going to do it. I pulled out all the big guns, like all the people I know that would be best to talk about this subject, except for Art that couldn't join us, but we'll get him back another time. We are going to go around the circle here. We're going to talk about our favorite 70s music, different categories. Should be a ton of fun. But before we do that, we're going to do a little segment we like to call In the News. This week is going to be music related. So music news of the 70s. Let's start with Tammy. We have a world-renowned author with us. Tell us about your quiz books. Oh, thanks, Rob. Um, my latest quiz books are Ultimate Mixtape and Ultimate Mixtape Side B. And they are quiz books that include music from the 70s and the 80s and side b actually goes into the early 90s super super fun to play with a group of friends you can read and answer the questions on your own as well but it's a it's a fantastic way to waste a whole ton of time and yes you can get them on amazon so i will testify to the fact they are a ton of fun and somewhat challenging at at parts of it that uh, which really excites me because I'm like the self-professed music nerd and to get tripped up on some of that stuff. Very impressive. They can't all be softballs. So good job, Tammy. Thank you. All right. I had a lot to choose from and there are much bigger stories in music world than this. But for me, this was huge. And my news is from 1978, Billy Joel's 52nd Street album became his first number one album. I have seen him 11 times in concert, huge fan. This album is absolutely full of hits, Big Shot, Honesty, My Life, 52nd Street, but my favorites are Zanzibar, and if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that, and Stiletto. Awesome, awesome album. I kind of had a feeling you might be going the Billy Joel route. (laughs) Just call me crazy (laughs) 
So um, thank you for that. Yeah, that's that is a great album. Uh, Debbie. Well, on um, this week in 1978, Night Fever was number one on the Billboard Hot 100. It began its eight-week reign at number one on March 18th, 1978, and continued until this week that year. It remained in that position for eight weeks, as I said, and it was one of the. It was part of the movie Saturday Night Fever, which led to the popularity of New York City O Studio 54. Nice. How many people saw Saturday Night Fever? I've seen it. Seen it? Yep. I've seen it, but not in the 70s. <laughs> saw it much, much no. later in life. <laughs> I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. I saw the, the PG version, which was edited a lot. So it was like 10 minutes long. <laughs> so, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. All right. Uh, let's see, Kevin. In 1970, a new radio program came out called America's Top 40 with Casey Kasem. Um, and of course, you know how important that was to us in our teen years. Uh, so it started in 1970, but throughout the 80s, uh, I remember on Sundays always listening to the countdown on the way home from church, listening to it after I got home uh, while mom was making lunch, and then listening to it again in the evening, uh, like on the late night broadcast. And that was always uh an important show for me to listen to. And yeah, it started in 1970. Wow. That's amazing. It I'm is. so glad somebody said that because I almost did. I'm like, oh no, somebody will take that. <laughs> <laughs> Just so happens, uh, we've probably already heard it if you're listening to this, but I did the intro before the podcast and, and we got a little Casey Kasem intro there. Oh, nice. So, yeah, Very nice. Worked out nice. Worked out nice. Jim. So I am glomming on to uh, Debbie's uh, news uh, just a little bit. On this day in 1977, uh, Studio 54 opened. And so it was only open for about three years. It closed in 1980. In the middle, there was a lot of, a lot of dancing and debauchery and cocaine and tax evasion. But uh, then they closed in the 80s. Or in 1980, and it was said that that's the day that disco died when when Studio 54 closed its doors. And um, you know, I actually did see Saturday Night Fever in the in the 70s. Um, my cousin, who I who was you know eight years older, ten ten years older than I was, uh, I think was supposed to take me to Star Wars, and uh, we ended up in in Saturday Night Fever. So I'm sure my parents. Uh, I uh, love that. And I, I don't remember them actually hearing about it, but um, yeah, so it was, that was good times. For me, I am going to go with a untimely rock and roll death. Uh, on July 3rd, 1971, that is when Jim Morrison died. Jim Morrison was the lead singer of the doors and very influential band, very influential singer. A lot of uh, front men took a lot of cues from Jim Morrison. And it goes back also to one of the things that um, we talk about a lot on here that, that when an artist passes away, like how, um, what would his legacy have been had he continued to live? Like, would they have continued, would the Doors continue to be like this cutting edge, respected band like the Rolling Stones or something? Or would he have gone like the Vegas route with like Wayne Newton or something? So I just kind of wonder what would have <laughs> happened to Jim Morrison. Hang tight here. We're going to be right back in just a couple minutes here. We're going to hear some words from our sponsors. 
and we're going to talk all about 70s music. You don't want to miss it. New from KTEL Records, 22 explosive hits, 22 original stars, Gallery. Oh, it's so nice to be with you. The great Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, the candy man can. Olivia Newton-John. not for you. Hamilton, Joe, Frank, and Reynolds. Don't pull your love out on me, Eric and the Domino's big hit, Layla. Osmonds, Detroit Emeralds, Millie Jackson, Flash, April Wine, Charlotte's Pop Tops, Fortune. Here comes that rainy day. Simon. You got power in your kiss. Lobo. Possible Hot butters, popcorn. And many more. Get KTEL's 22 explosive hits now. 22 original stars and one great stereo LP. Only $3.99. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Spotify for Podcasters for providing this platform, as well as Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out on our website at livingintheeighties.us and our Facebook page, Living in the Eighties. Most of all, we want to thank you for listening. Does your tape collection look like this? Then you need a KTEL tape selector. With special attachments, it fits conveniently in your car, stores all your tapes neatly, ready for easy selection. Tilt the first tape forward. The others follow automatically. Take your selection when it appears. When replacing tapes, Tape Selector automatically finds the proper place. In your home or in your car, protect your valuable tapes with Tape Selector, $4.99 from KTEL. Welcome back to Living in the 70s. I still can't get that, that DJ sound right from the 70s, no matter how hard I try. So what we're going to do, we spoke earlier, this is uh, a topic that'll be pretty fun to do. We're going to go through and talk about several <laughs> topics here having to do with 70s music. Um, before we do that, guys, did like this this panel here, tell us about like what you were doing, like music, like how did you listen to music in the 70s? Did you pay much attention to it back then? Or was it like later on you discovered 70s music? How'd that all work out for you guys? I really listened to 70s music in the late 70s because I was born in 1969. So it wasn't to the late 70s that I really started listening. So so I'm probably top heavy on the late 70s music that I know and a little lighter on the earlier 70s music that I know. And it was all on vinyl. Yeah, I had a few albums in the in the probably mid to late 70s. And I grew up on country and on 50s rock and roll and all that so it was it was 
later in the 70s when I got into pop and I got in like I liked the slow stuff first I kind of eased my way into rock and roll over a couple of decades mm-hmm. so um yeah when we get to yacht rock that's my thing <laughs> Jim just smiles like a proud papa up there yeah. oh yeah <laughs> well I um uh, you know I I probably late seventies for me too. And part of it was that relationship with, with someone who was 10 years older and, and just jamming out the music and uh, taking me all over town. Uh, you know, not, not to be a downer, but my uh, mom had passed in 77. And so I, I spent a lot of time with him and, and I find that, you know, in, in retrospect, um, a lot of the songs, and you'll probably hear some odd ones from me, were just ingrained in my brain, you know, around that time whether it was a comfort or something that she used to play, you know? Um, so, but the early seventies, I really discovered later on, as you know, I got this, uh, this thing for Gordon Lightfoot and, and America and, and, and some of those things and just really co- grew to appreciate those, those bands and our acts over time. What you care? When I was growing up, uh, I, you know, mostly what we were listening to were AM stations. So there were some like kind of top 40 hits, but, um, the selections weren't great and I was kind of influenced by what we watched on TV. So I remember watching, unfortunately, the Donnie Marie show, Captain and <laughs> Neil uh, had a show. Um, so, so we actually have some records. Like we have a, my sister and I had a Captain and Neil album when we were younger and we had some 45s of Barry Manilow stuff. I would never listen to now, but growing up, that was kind of, what we were listening to it was i remember right around the time i was when i turned 13 was was 1980 and i you know we we my sister and i started telling my mom and dad more and more hey hey, can you put on this this fm station and we kind of started taking over the radio from that point and so um so my look what i listened to in the 70s uh versus what i listened to in the 70s now is completely different for me, my parents grew up listening to like early 60s doo-wop kind of music. And then they went in country. So like that whole psychedelic 60s and early 70s stuff we never listened to. Like Tammy, we our house, we listened to 70s country until I got to be about seven or eight years old. Well, maybe a little bit before that, we started to listen to more top 40 of that time. Like I never heard any of the classic rock. I had never even knew that the Rolling Stones or the Doors existed. I had no, nothing, nothing, because my parents just had more, more mellower tastes. And then throughout into the late 70s, there, I'm like getting my own records and albums and stuff. And just kind of my, my musical taste is starting to evolve away from like what I'm exposed to from just my parents. So. I look back at the 70s, a lot of the stuff I discovered later, but much of it I figured out at that time that I really liked. So that's how my music evolved. Before we get started on our topics here, a little side note here. So Debbie and Tammy, these girls live in the same area of Texas, like around Austin. And they kind of met through us, through the podcast organically that way. And you guys actually met in person over the weekend, right? We did. I got to see Tammy's 80s room. (laughs) Is it as awesome as it looks? It is as awesome as it looks. Yes, it is phenomenal. Every wall is covered. It's great. It is so cool. 
Nice. Thanks. Yeah, we had a genuine play date. That was very exciting. We did. <laughs> we talked about 70s music a lot. Oh, we cool. Did. That's yeah. great. Uh, we I, compared did, notes. <laughs> that just made my heart happy when uh, they they sent me a picture. I'm like, oh, you guys have got to put this on the Facebook page. So it, <laughs> it was exciting for me to see you guys connect. So that was really cool. Further ado, we are going to get into these topics here. And we're going to start with Tammy. And we're going to start off with your favorite 70s era artist. Now, feel free to elaborate a little bit if you want to. If not, just name it and we'll move on. But uh, favorite 70s era artist. Okay, well, I, I could go on and on because I have about 2,000 of them. But since you made me pick something, I'm choosing Chicago. They were the first pop or rock band that I ever really liked. And I love, of course, I love the ballads at first, um, all, all the slow stuff and then the jazzy stuff. And I didn't get into some of the harder stuff, if you can call it that, um, uh, until much later. But their 70s hits were amazing. And Just You and Me from 73 has been one of my favorite songs for most of my life. Um, you know, a lot of other ones, Another Rainy Day in New York City, and Baby, What a Big Surprise, Take Me Back to Chicago. I mean, there's just a million of them. So they are my favorites. I've seen them twice in the past several years, and they are still absolutely astounding. They have so much fun on stage. It's contagious. And of course, a huge band with a million keyboards, which I, I like to play piano <laughs> um, and keyboard and a couple different percussion and drum sets and all the horns. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Amazing. Good one. Debbie. Oh, my favorite seventies era artist is ABBA. And I know some of you might laugh at that one, but it was really my introduction to music towards probably 1977 ish. I would say I was at my cousin's house in independence, Kansas. We were visiting for the weekend and he had this, one of those enormous stereos that, you know, it's like a tower and he had those big, huge headsets that you put on and they'd flatten your hair and your head would weigh a thousand pounds with them on. But I put the needle on the record that he had on the turntable and it was Dancing Queen and hearing that come through the headset was just amazing. And so that was my uh, favorite group. It was Love at First Listen with them. Jim, I, I have a, I, in my mind, I've got a prediction, but I'm going to hold off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you'll if you'll get this one. I, I I'm going to say this about everyone, but I, I struggled with this one. Um, I landed on the Eagles, oh. um, and so I, I mean, I guess it's it's hard to argue with that when they actually had a greatest hits album out in you know the middle of the of the the decade, right? So I think as far as a body of work, it's probably the Eagles. Uh, I think ELO for me was was a close second. I, I was thinking you were going to go a little LRB there. You know what though? I mean, frankly, a lot of their stuff uh, lapsed over into the '80s. A lot of the better stuff, right? Uh, Lonesome Loser and some of those were in the '70s, but um, most of the stuff I liked was really 1980 and after. So yeah, I thought you might think that. Yeah, uh, that's an excellent choice, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to go with the cars. Uh, I There was something posted on uh, the Facebook page a couple weeks back, and I was like, what's your favorite 
um, car song from the 80s. And I, when I started thinking about it, I'm like, really? To me, their best, I mean, I shouldn't say their, some of my favorite songs were from the 70s. You had the Let's Go and uh, Dangerous Type and Just What I Needed and Good Times Roll. So, uh, of course, Moving in Stereo, which seems like it should be an 80s song since it was in Fast Times. But uh, uh, I, I'm going to go with the Cars. Even though it's late 70s and that really catapulted them to the 80s, they're, they're technically, they're a 70s band. <laughs> So for me, my number one was the Eagles. My number two was the Cars. <laughs> this is the problem with you going last, right, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to yeah, get your, your fifth problem. favorite band. <laughs> Just checking off the, the list here. So I guess my next one after that would be Van Halen. I've seen them in concert a couple times. Just their entire catalog's great. Their 70s music was what really catapulted them. Like that first Van Halen album is still regarded as one of the best albums of all time. And definitely uh, in many like polls and surveys is the um, like the best uh, debut album ever uh, up, up with the car's first album. So both of those are really good, but uh, yeah, the Eagles would have been one, but I'll, I'll go with Van Halen here. Uh, rattle off a couple other bands here that you guys had had on your list that maybe didn't get mentioned. Six, Journey, Queen, Zeppelin, Steely Dan, Ambrosia. <laughs> I had uh, ZZ Top and Foreigner. I had John Denver and Bob Seger. Mm. Oh, Bob Seger. So, yeah. What's your Debbie? What'd you have? You know, Earth, Wind, and Fire was one that was on there. The Bee Gees were on there. Oh, several. In addition to those, I had Cheap Trick, Steely Dan, Journey, Bob Seger, and Fleetwood Mac. Awesome. I don't. I don't think we had any bad bands listed here, so I can't can't no. you guys on that one. All right, so we're going to go. Next topic is going to be favorite '70s album. We're going to start with Kevin this time and go go backwards. So Kevin, fire away. So I'm going to go based on what my favorite album was in the seventies at that time, not what it would be now. So uh, it would be the Grease soundtrack. We listened to it all the time. My sister and I did I had not seen the movie. Uh, I probably didn't see it until sometime in the eighties and, and it was the edited version on TV. So I kind of, kind of sort of got the gist of the story, but not completely. Um, so yeah, Grease soundtrack. <laughs> I think there was in every household in the seventies, that double album stuff there. Mm -hmm. My neighbor and I used to listen to it and act out the whole movie as we were lip syncing to it. I want to see video of that, Tammy. Yeah. I wish there uh, had, well, you're uh, probably glad there's not any. Oh, I, I would pay good American money to see that. My friend and I did that too. They had one of those big mirrors behind their sofa that was the width of the sofa. And so we would sing and dance in front of that mirror. Nice. Yeah. Jim. I'm going to say Boston. The self-titled album in mm. in '76. I probably discovered that right around 1979, 1980, but uh, wore out a couple cassettes. I mean, there's there's really not a bad song on there. Rock and roll band, peace of mind, something about you, more than a feeling, smoking. Um, probably the worst is hitch a ride, and even that's a good song. So if, from start to finish, I, I think it was it was awesome. That is a good one. Yeah, I, when I was talking about the debut albums earlier, I could have very well listed that with the other ones because, yeah, totally, totally with you there. Debbie. 
Mine would be ELO's 1979 Discovery album. Um, I love Shine a Little Love, The Diary of Horse, The Wimp, On the Run. And my favorite was Don't Bring Me Down, because how could you not like a song with the lyrics? Um, you're looking good, just like a snake in the grass. One of these days, you're going to break your glass. And I always thought that was just, you know, on, living on the edge when you sang that lyric in front of your parents. And it was funny. And then I just found out recently that when I thought he was saying Bruce, he was actually saying Groose. Um, and it was a made up word by Jeff Lynn, but the, the engineer on the album was German. And that word Groose in German actually is a greeting. And the engineer wanted to know where he had come up with that word. And Jeff Lynn thought it was so cool that it actually meant something that he left it in the song, even though it was just filler. Hmm. I always thought it was Bruce too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great album. Um, mm -hmm. I have another favorite song that I might mention later off that album. Awesome. Tammy. Well, my first choice was Boston. <laughs> and my second choice was Greece. <laughs> so I'm going to the third choice, which is Michael Jackson's Off the Wall. And it was 79, but my gosh, is that an amazing album? It happens to be my favorite Michael album. Uh, don't stop till you get enough. Rock with you, working day and night, off the wall. She's out of my life. It's like falling in love. I mean, come on. It was amazing. <laughs> that so. is a good one. That actually was on my list as well. But I'm going to go kind of bouncing off of uh, Kevin had mentioned earlier. The Cars debut album is my favorite 70s album. Listen to this. Good Times Roll, My Best Friend's Girl, Just What I Needed, Girl I've Got Tonight, Bye Bye Love, Moving in Stereo. Like, we know just about all of those songs. Sounds like a Greatest Hits album, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. Mm -hmm. That yes. first album was incredible. I, I love all of their albums, some more than others, but this first one, if I got to be one 70s album, it's, it's this one. Now, an honorable mention... Not really honorable, but at the, I'll kind of going off what Kevin said. At the time, the album like I listened to in the seventies the most would have been Beach Boys in the Summer. Oh, I Kid. hate the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Kid I went to school with had the album, and we we would play it like at indoor recess and stuff, and I just loved it. Ended up using my paper route money and buying it. Yeah. Do you know why I hate the Beach Boys? Why do you hate them? Because uh, you know you guys know Mike, right? And yes. uh, so, so Mike is my uh, my stepbrother and known to Kevin and and Rob. But uh, we shared a room, you know. In I was probably twelve; he's fourteen, somewhere. He would play the Beach Boys records, you know, until we fell asleep, <laughs> just every night, over and over. <laughs> And so now my kids will will put like the uh, I don't I don't even know what the name of it is the Beach Boys Christmas song, just to just to set me off. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they got they had a lot of listens back then. That's for sure. Want to get Dad going? Watch this. <laughs> uh, so what are some albums that uh, maybe were on your list that uh, didn't get mentioned on here? Rumors. And I had Rumors, and I had uh, from Fleetwood Mac, and I had uh, Hotel California. Mm -hmm. Damn the Torpedoes from Tom Petty. Ooh, that's a good one. I, I could have made my list. I left that one off. It's a good one. Very good one. Uh, I had Hotel California as well. You had already mentioned it, Rob, but later in life, again, not, not in the 70s, but later in life, like the first Van Halen album, mm -hmm. obviously was 
of the best albums. And one that I listened to a lot, and it's already been mentioned, but uh, one I listened to a lot with my sister in the 70s was ABBA. I remember uh, our aunt giving her the, the ABBA album. It was the one that had to take a chance on me and some others. I don't remember now what was on there, but uh, we listened to that a lot. I, I wouldn't listen to it now, but I did back then. <laughs> I think one of the best uses of that song was on The Office, where Andy made that video for Angela of him overdubbing Take a Chance on Me. Just look it up. It's great. Um, some albums that I also had that didn't get mentioned. Uh, Hotel California was one. Off the Wall was one. Uh, some Girls by the Rolling Stones and London Calling by The Clash. Those are ones that that uh, made my top five list there. Okay, here this will be a fun one. Least favorite 70s artist. Tammy Go. Rolling Stones. <gasps> wow. <laughs> That's sacrilege. <laughs> I agree with her, though. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I wow. rattled these off to Deb, and she agreed with me. So I also have Bruce Springsteen, Neil Young, and Bob Dylan on the list. I can see Neil Young. He's a tool bag. <laughs> you don't like the drony, whiny stuff. Uh, it's not my thing. Yeah. I had Bob Dylan on my list too, so I, 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 I it's funny because it's like critics love him. I always, thought, I mean, and I, I guess he had like poetry or whatever, but I always thought he had a horrible voice. Oh yeah, that nasally whiny thing. Like I could give Bob Dylan partial pass just because of his songwriting, but at, right, you know, right. so as an artist, he is revered as a singer. Awful, can't take it. Debbie, ACDC. Wow. Oh, wow. You know, I this does not surprise me coming from Debbie because I think she was a good girl. And yes. I remember in the 70s looking at their cover album and I, the covers of their album, I thought they looked evil. So I totally get where you're coming from, Debbie. Everything they sang sounded like they were screaming. My cousins loved them. And so when we would go out to my grandparents' farm, they would play them at full blast. And it just set my nerves on edge. I never stood Angus Young's marching when he played the guitar. And they just always looked strung out to me. So I just never liked them. <laughs> That's great. Again, the two ladies picked the ACDC and the Rolling Stones. Those are like, those are guy bands. Those are man bands. So doesn't surprise me. Jim, how about you? Well, I'm going to go in that same vein, but not because I didn't like ACDC or Rush or some of the harder stuff. Um, even, uh, even Black Sabbath with War Pigs, but I, Aerosmith would be mine. Oh. And if you asked me in the eighties, I'd probably say Aerosmith again. I just, um, I, I just don't like their stuff. I don't like their, their sound. Okay. I'm, I just want to say I'm impressed with everyone's picks so far. You could have went with easy bands. That everybody hates now, but you guys are going with some very popular bands. So I'm, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Being bold, bold moves, Cotton. Yeah, yeah. Bold moves. How about you? Uh, for me, Grateful Dead. I uh, never understood the appeal of traveling around to see them. I, I, don't, I never liked their music. No, they had two songs in the eighties I thought were were okay, but nothing from the seventies interested me, and nothing's changed over time. I could never understand the appeal. They sold out these concerts for years and years and people would follow them around the country. 
in their Volkswagen vans. I think he'd mm-hmm. like to, have to be seriously tripping on acid to enjoy Grateful Dead. I don't know. I could never get the appeal. Never. So mine is a five-way tie. <laughs> Barbara Streisand, Cher, Barry Manilow, Abba, and Neil Diamond. Those are my Mount Rushmore of t- you guys are funny. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> they all have these Barry Manilow pictures. If any of us are getting sent to the principal's office, it was Tammy's idea. So <laughs> we just gave she it a peer pressure. Us each our own photo, so they'd all be different. <laughs> yeah. So you you knew I was going to bring that up, didn't you? Absolutely. Am I that predictable? <laughs> number number one, if I had to pick one, though, would be Barry or, uh, Barbara Streisand. But Barry Manilow is ugh, like bad meat. You know, Barry Manilow is coming to Columbus this summer. I saw that. Are you going? No, I haven't been doing as, as much of that uh, recently. So, yeah. And I don't know that he'd be on the list anyway. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I just can't with him. Oh, I just can't. <laughs> you can't All live right. without him? What? <laughs> I think that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Next. This will be another fun one. Favorite 70s novelty song. Now, in the 70s, I think it's the one decade that in my lifetime I could remember that had the most novelty songs. In, in the 80s, there were several, but they were like mostly just Weird Al songs. But in mm-hmm. the 70s, there were plenty of them. There were a ton. Yes, there were. So why don't we start off with Tammy and go around the circle and see... Well, I have quite a few, but my favorite is Convoy by C.W. McCall. It was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for Bear on I-10, about a mile out of Shaky Town. I says, Pigpen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. Seventy-five. My dad worked for a trucking company, and he wasn't a driver, but we had a CB in the truck, in the <laughs> pickup truck. My dad had a handle, and I even, from the Aero Book Club, bought this junior CB picture <laughs> with you guys, and I still have it, <laughs> complete with cartoons and everything. Like wow, that that song. I, I would listen to it with my dad, and we'd be like, oh, I'm going to vaguely remember the movie. I find good memories. <laughs> That's great. Debbie. Mr. Jaws by Dickie Goodman, 1975. We are here on the beach where a giant shark has just eaten a girl swimmer. Well, Mr. Jaws, how was it? Darn, oh my! And what did she say when you grabbed her? Please, Mr. Please. I know sharks are stupid, but what did you think when you took that first bite? How sweet it is. <laughs> Made it to number four, and I yes, remember it, it on the radio station. So we talked about this recently, and uh, which is one of the reasons why Snowball and Matt are not on here tonight, is because they had never heard of this song. Really? Like, are you kidding me? Were you alive in the 70s? Yeah. Like it seemed like it was on all the time. <laughs> Crazy. Jim. This should be good. Like he texted me, he's like, when you say novelty songs, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, because I think I was trying to think of Dr. Demento songs that I liked and, you know, I remember them, but I didn't like them, you know, fish heads and all those sort of things. I mean, they were, they were memorable, but actually I went a little bit of a different direction, maybe kind of like Tammy. Um, I picked Eastbound and Down uh, with, uh, with Jerry Reed from Smokey and the Bandit. Eastbound and Down. And only because I, you know, I love the movie. I still sing that stupid song. I still know the words to it, right? Loaded up and trucking. They say can't be done. <laughs> See, right? It's like Dukes of Hazard. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to forget those those lyrics. So um, I think that's probably it. Kevin. I'm really surprised at the ones that have picked. I mean, I had a list and none of them have been mentioned yet. So, uh, but top of my list was Junk Food Junkie by Larry Gross. I open that door so slowly, take a peek up north and south. Then I pull out a hostess Twinkie and I pop it in my mouth. Daytime, I'm Mr. Natural, just as healthy as I can be. But at night, I'm a junk food junkie. Good Lord, have pity on me. I uh, I don't know what it is about that song. I, every time that comes on, still today, I, I have to listen to it all the way through. And it just just the irony of this person that is this wholesome eater and gives this this view to the world of, of how strict and, and good he is kind of like some people i know that say they're vegetarians you know but but in reality you know when it comes night he's sneaking around trying to eat hostess ho-hos and king dongs and <laughs> big macs so <laughs> that's good yeah i it, i'd forgotten about that song and i was listening to uh the 70s on seven on sirius xm and they do these replays of casey Kasem's countdown mm-hmm. And that showed up on there a few months ago. Oh, nice. And I completely forgot about that song. But when it was on, I'm like, oh, I remember this. So it's it's cool that you mentioned it today. Junk food junkie. Uh, for me, I'm going to say probably the, the one that has endured the most to me throughout the years that I laughed at then, I laugh at now. I could see the video playing. I just still crack up. That would be King Tut by Steve Martin. Now, if I had known they'd line up just to see him, I'd take all my money and bought me a museum. Buried with a donkey. He's my favorite honky. Born in Arizona, moved to Babylonia. Dancing by the his uh, SNL skit was fantastic. Yes, that's the video. Yes, that's the one. Um, he just, he is so, Steve Martin anyway, is just so absurd. I, like his earlier comedy stuff, he would just, like, he would just look at the camera and I would laugh. Like, he's like in the jerk or doing his stand-up or, you know, his SNL stuff. Just, just his face makes me laugh. Not so much anymore. He does more serious roles, kind of. But uh, 
yeah, back then, like everything he did, I, I couldn't wait to get my hands on it. Uh, that any... one was so funny that I sent it to my kids, the video, when I was looking at them this week. And I said, you've got to watch this one because it was just too funny. Now, whether they actually watched it, I don't know. They never reported <laughs> back, but hopefully they did. Here's mom showing us weird stuff again. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what novelty songs did we uh, not mention in our top five here? Disco Death by Rick Dees and his yeah. cast of idiots. Yes. The Streak. The Streak. <laughs> yep. Mm. You mentioned the two that I was going to mention. Yep. Yeah. And then yep. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I didn't know was originally released in 1979 and did not get popular till the 80s. Yeah. Mm. As far as I'm concerned, the 70s can have that song. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That's been overplayed a bit much. Yeah. Thank you. I also had the Star Wars theme Cantina Band by Miko. Yeah. I had Popcorn by Hot Butter. Which is our intro song this week, by the way. It's very oh, good. really? <laughs> yes, it is. Um, My ding by Chuck Berry. Yeah. <laughs> and Kung Fu Fighting. Oh, that mm. Jim, do you have any any others that? Uh... You know, I don't know that you would call it a um, novelty song, but I, I had "Tie a Yellow Ribbon" by Tony Orlando, but you know, I think it's just kind of an oddball song, you know, compared to the rest that we're we're talking about. But uh, yeah, I, I I just I looked through a, a lot of those funny ones, and I don't know, it just it, it just didn't hit me right. So, and my. I, <laughs> Funny story, my grandma, when I when I was younger, swore that somehow we were related to Tony Orlando. And so, um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how she came to that conclusion, because, you know, he's he's of, uh, I believe, Latin descent. And so uh, I have never seen another person that looked like Tony Orlando in our family. But uh, just a, a reference that I remember from my youth. <laughs> maybe you are. Maybe there's. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's great. Um, I I had all the songs mentioned, like My Ding Ling, Mr. Jaws, Convoy, King Tut, and then my next one uh, was My Bologna by Weird Al Yankovic. Mm. Was that in was the that 70s? 1979. Oh, yes. wow. That's I guess a good My one, Bologna actually. was a 70s song, so that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, unlike Jim, I really enjoyed that junk on Dr. Demento. You know, I'm in middle school. I'm here in my Bologna. I'm hearing fish. Fish heads I didn't really like as much as a little annoying. But like there was like they would play like these obscure Devo songs on there and just just the most oddball stuff. Is even like um Dr. Demento's voice itself was funny to me. Yeah. It just I'm like your grandpa. They're coming to take me away. <laughs> you know that yeah. one. Um did you guys watch the movie? Um what about the Yankovic movie? Yeah, yeah the one on I watched the about yeah. Yeah, I watched about half of it, and I'm like, oh, I, I'll have to get back to this later. That was about uh, six months ago. Yeah, I still haven't yeah. got back to it yet. So, did you like it, Jim? You know, I only got to the part where there was a pool party, I think, and and uh, there were a lot of artists there, and I thought that part was pretty cool. I thought the acting was pretty bad, and and I don't, I didn't finish it either, but I just like seeing all the the references. I liked it. The the whole I don't know if you watch it far enough, but the whole love affair with with he and uh, Madonna was just mm. I thought was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> and and the references to how it was Michael Jackson stealing his songs versus the other way around. So, <laughs> so I, I, I enjoyed it. 
That's funny. And a nice little twist at the end, too. All right. So our next topic, and I'm going to blame Jim for this one here. Probably, I don't know, a couple months ago, Jim's like, hey, we should do a disco episode. I'm thinking it's the 70s. I don't know if I can milk a whole episode out of disco songs. So I decided to do the whole month of April, the 70s, knowing we'd have a music episode and they have to invite Jim to it because it was his idea. (laughs) So, yeah, Jim, the whole 70s thing was your fault. That's all right. It's good stuff. (laughs) You know what, Jim, since you, this is your, your love child here. You start off with your favorite 70s disco song. Okay. This one, um, you may not think of it as disco until you actually listen to the to the backdrop. Uh, ELO, Last Train to London. Last Train to London. on the discovery album um and it was it came out in 1979 um and that's my absolute favorite and my daughters uh you know wow. so we'll we 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 uh we, we send that back and forth a couple times but um i had some others um and i'm sure we'll kind of talk about it at the end but that's that's my favorite cool kevin uh you guys can let me know if you think this is a disco song or not but Watching the video, I think it qualifies. I'm gonna go with Heart of Glass. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was on my list. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would. I would definitely call it a disco song. This is for you, Rob. Copacabana, baby. <laughs> Copacabana. They were young and they had each other. Who could ask for more at the Copa? Copacabana. The hottest spot north of Havana. said, full disclosure, that is the only Barry Manilow song that I can listen to. I think it's a hoot. Like, I just, I have to sing along. It makes me laugh. It makes me dance. Not huge, just something. I don't hate it either. Uh, my backup was "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough," which is fabulous, Michael Jackson. But uh, Copa's got it. Copa Cabana, Debbie. I will survive by Gloria Gaynor. Probably a little overplay, but it'll still get me up and moving if it comes on. I was going to say that it's probably one of the most popular disco songs mm-hmm. out there. For me, I'm going to say La Freak by She. Favorite disco song. Another good one. To this that reminds day, me of the skating rink. Oh yeah, me too. 
to this day, uh, when this song comes on, it gets turned up a little bit. The production on that song, just the the beat, the whole groove, that bass line on there, just an amazing song. And uh, I was, I remember being in the sixth grade at the skating rink. This is being played. Had my comb in the back pocket with a handle sticking out the top, crossing <laughs> my legs as I was going through there. I was moving it. I'm not sure it looked so smooth, but I I did it. <laughs> what other disco songs you guys got? I have Dancing Queen. Yeah, September. I had that one too. Yep. September. Does anybody have September? I love yep. September. I did. And let's groove. Oh, good one. Yeah. I had YMCA. Um, mm. Oh yeah, that that ranks up in the disco hall of fame too, I would say. It could also be a novelty song. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I had um, Disco Inferno by the Tramps. Yes. And, and Car Wash uh, by Rose Royce. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, it's funny. I, I actually thought about Another One Bites the Dust. There are a couple, you know, mainstream groups that had a disco song or a disco sound around that time. And it's funny, the Eagles, uh, on the long run, there's a song called The Disco Strangler. Yeah, and um, you know, I think that was, and I've read that that was Henley's sort of antidote to to the uh, the disco sound. You know, of course, this was 1980, so it was starting to to change a little bit by then. But um, it is funny about some of the mainstream groups that sort of adopted that sound. Yeah, Queen doing another one bites the dust. I remember the Rolling Stones did "Miss You," which definitely has a disco sound, emotional rescue kind of discoy too. Mm-hmm. Which I love both of those songs. Unlike you know some people on here, don't don't let your <laughs> trigger your gag reflex, Tammy. I see you. I see you. Goodness gracious! Another um, one I had actually. This is one my friend Jeff mentioned to me was uh, "Don't Leave Me This Way" by was it Thelma Houston. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good one. Staying alive in Funky Town. Yeah, mm. which is funny. Funky Nobody town. mentioned the Bee Gees until now. It was yeah, that's hard to believe, right? I, I think everybody just kind of intentionally just kind of stayed away, figuring somebody else would mention it. But staying alive, night fever. I mean, that whole Saturday night fever soundtrack was huge. Yeah. My wife wanted me to add Andy Gibb. I couldn't uh, do it, but I want to be your everything <laughs> was a, l- a little soft, but I, I think it's classified there under disco. But yeah, Maybe not bad. dancing. That would have been a yeah, absolutely. I had um, I had La Freak. I had September. I had Heart of Glass. I had Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart, mm-hmm. and Shake Your Booty by KC and the Sunshine Band, which my grandmother thought said Shake Your Full Head. What? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a uh, disco. All right, <laughs> we're going to take a break here. We're going to come back and do the second half of our 70s music topics here. So hang tight. We will be right back. Fantel presents Super Gold, two fantastic albums, original hits, KC and the Sunshine Band. I'm Joe Simon, here to tell you that Superbad is back from K-Tel with 20 bad hits by the stars who made them great. And here's that soul from Millie Jackson. 
First you take my heart in the palm of your hands and you squeeze it. My man Bill Willis. Lean on me when you're not strong. Gladys Knight and the Pips. On that big black train to Georgia. First choice. White, Curtis Mayfield, the OJs, Jane Brown, and me, Joe Simon. Baby, you right. Out of sight, Charlotte. Super bad is back from K-Tail with 20 bad hits by the stars who made them great. Only $4.99. Eight-track tapes, all cassette $6.99. It's bad, it's bad. Welcome back to Living in the 70s. We are talking all about 70s music. We have gone halfway through our list, the topics that we had. Now we're on the back nine, so to speak, or the back five, as we we truly are doing. So we're going to start off, since we have the captain of the Yacht Rock here, Jim, you've got to pick one Yacht Rock song from the 70s. What's it going to be? Uh, Rob, we've been, we've, we've gone back and forth with these songs. I, I don't know how many times. Uh, today, I am feeling Baker Street Ooh. by Jerry Rafferty. I, I just I love the song every time it's played. I mean, it's just so. And Tammy can probably uh, tease out what's being all the instruments that are that are being played in the song, but um, the the composition is just pretty amazing. And so um, it reminds me of uh, I, I remember when this was out. I was spent a lot of time at the YMCA, and between the Rolling Stones and this song, you know, the, the, those are the ones that I sort of keyed in on. And, and I've been to Baker Street, so you know I, I like that. Uh, I like that I've been somewhere that a song re- references. Where is Baker Street? It's in London. Mm. It's from uh, Sherlock Holmes. Like yeah. his, uh, his office is on Baker Street. Does that have the best sax solo of all time? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think it's hard to hard argue that. Debbie, how about you? I will have to say Sailing by Christopher Cross. It was released in 79, charted in 80, so it's on the cusp of being an 80s song, but technically it was released 79, so I'll go with that one. Tammy. I'm going to be Jim's co-captain. This is my thing. Oh, man, I love Young Rock. Had a heck of a time picking, but Crazy Love by Poco. It happens all the time. This crazy love of mine wraps around my heart, refusing to unwind. Ooh, crazy love. one of my all-time favorite songs it comes on the volume goes up i'm singing harmonies with them and if it's in the car i sing 
fabulously well. <laughs> it was actually only hit seven number 17 on the top 100, but it was number one on the adult contemporary chart for seven weeks. Mm, so wow. I know other people agree with mm. it's a fantastic song. Such a great song. And a little side note here. I recently discovered um Poco did uh, I don't know if the whole album is acoustic, but they did under the gun acoustic version i found it on i on apple music but uh if you ever want to check something cool out check that out it's really good sounds awesome yeah i like poco kevin so this is the song that i listen to on my yacht so it may not be the same as what you listen on your yacht but i consider this a yacht rock song i can see clearly now by johnny nash i can see clearly now the rain is gone Good one. Very good one. I'm going to say What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers. As she rises to her apology Everybody else would surely know Who's watching her go What a fool believes It's an obvious one. Yeah, that's looking fast, <laughs> but it's a great one. When I'm looking, you know, you know, we've talked about the doobie bounce, you know, that that rhythm that goes beautifully with yacht rock music, and this one has it in spades. So I'll I'll take that as my favorite. Like Jim said, ask me tomorrow, ask me in 15 minutes, might give you a different song. But right now, that's I'll go with that one. What other songs do we not mention in our Top five there. Fooled Around and Fell in Love by Elvin Bishop. Good one. Still the One, Orleans. Reminiscing, mm. Little River Band. So Cool so change. Fun. I'd really love to see you tonight. Oh, mm. yeah. England Dan. And John Ford Coley. Good oh, song. yeah, and that guy. That guy. <laughs> that other guy. <laughs> Anything by Ambrosia. <clears throat> Anything by Ambrosia, yeah. I had I, on here... The one that almost was my number one, but I made it my number two is Sentimental Lady by Bob Welch. I got Reminiscing by the Little River Band, Heart of the Night by Poco, and Deacon Blues by Steely Dan. And Almost Anything by Dan Fogelberg, How Long by Ace, Baby Come Back by Claire. That's a that's a that's a fun, very, very good topic. Very good topic. All right. Now confession time. There are these songs in the 70s that you somehow like that you'd be afraid to maybe tell your friends, yes, I like the song. Yes, this is my jam. So, Tammy, we're going to start with you. What is your favorite 70s guilty pleasure? I would have to say The Do Run Run by Sean Cassidy. Somebody told me that her name was Jill. The do run, 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 the do run, run. Yes, yeah, 
that was my first album and I still have it. I had such a crush on him and knew all the words to all the songs on the whole thing. That would be my guilty pleasure song. Was was the album called Born Late? No, that's his second one, which I also have. Um, Sean Cassidy was <laughs> the name of his first album. To do Ron, yeah, that was our outro song last week, the week before. Yeah, last, last week. week. Yes, yeah. Debbie. The King Kong song by ABBA. <laughs> the King Kong song. Mm. You have to listen to it to understand it. it, but yes. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll, I'm going to play a little bit of it. Let's hear it. Debbie, that's your yeah. song. Congratulations. Yes, it is. <laughs> and everybody's going to wonder why. <laughs> you know what? Hey, that's you. You love it, and that's all good. Jim, guilty pleasure. Uh, another tough one for me. I'm going to go with Rhinestone Cowboy by Glenn Campbell. But I'm going to be where the lights are shining on me. Like a Yes. That was my number two, Jim. Good one. Kevin uh, mentioned the AM radio. You know, I can still remember driving at night with my dad and singing this song. You know, um, it's a classic. I I still stop and listen to it if it's on. Do you sing along real loud? I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Glen Kidd, the Southern Nights and Try a Little Kindness, you know, right? Guilty sing along stuff. Guilty pleasure or not, Southern Nights is a classic. I love that song. Kevin. You might have a guess what I'm gonna say. Muskrat Love. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, worse. Actually, uh I Am Woman by Helen Reddy. <laughs> That came out in, I think, 72. I was like, I was five or six when it came out. And I heard a lot on the radio. And I, I just, I liked the sound of it. And uh, <laughs> then, you know, much later in life, we had a daughter. And when she got older, I said, hey, you know, she listened to a song about female empowerment. She listened to it and like, no reaction. <laughs> she, just, she was not mm-hmm. impressed. <laughs> so here's a fun story. Kevin, Kevin's <laughs> wife, Diana, threw a surprise 50th birthday party for him couple years ago and she reaches out to me he's like hey can you put together a playlist of some of kevin's favorite songs like oh this will be fun because i know a ton of them because i've known kevin for so many years and then she gives me this list i'm like is this a typo and like i'm texting with her i'm like does he really like this song she's yeah reminds him of driving to church as a kid or something i don't know so (laughs) that always shocked me that kevin was such a admirer of that piece of crap song. It's almost as good as Delta Dawn. Oh, yeah. I like that song. That's good stuff. Okay. 
I guess I'm in the minority here. A bunch of big, big hell and ready fans. So my guilty pleasure song, I don't know why I like this song. I don't know why whenever it's on, I'd leave it on. Afternoon Delight by the Starland. <laughs> That song, just for some reason, I don't know. The harmonies are wonderful in it. Uh, it I, it got new love for me when it was used in Anchorman, uh, when the guys are singing. <laughs> so, and, and if you want to see the extended version of that, there's a video on YouTube of them singing the entire song. Just absolute classic. It's, so, it's an inspirational song. It is inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> it's very inspiring. I actually remember listening to that song on the radio when I was a little kid. And I can I can picture in the living room where I would sit and what the radio looked like. And my mom rarely had the radio on, but she would have it on. And I just thought the fact that they had that rocket ship sound in it was the coolest Ooh. thing. Like, here it comes, here's the sound. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> Obviously he had no idea what the song was about. <laughs> now we know now, I yeah. remember that they, they gave the Starland Vocal Band their own TV show uh, it was like a summer series and that's the only hit they ever had it's just always very funny so yeah Starland Vocal Band, band their little place in the sun there so to speak uh, okay so what about other guilty pleasure songs here at the confession booth that you guys are going to talk to us about. So I'm going to help Rob out or uh, help uh, Kevin out a little bit. Uh, my other one was Rita Coolidge. Uh, Your love keeps lifting me higher and higher. Uh, so I, I, you know, I, I don't know why I like that. I, I think it's just something that my mom listened to. It's kind of catchy, right? Um, but you know, that's probably a little worse than, than uh, Glenn Campbell. <laughs> So I found this, I didn't know this existed. I found this recently. Rita Coolidge did a cover of the song Fever. Check that out. Never know how much I love you. Never know how much I care. When you put your arms around me, I get a fever that's so hard to bear. You give me fever. Really good. Mm. Really good. I also had Escape the Pina Colada song. Oh. I love that song. A song I like, maybe it's not a guilty pleasure, but Kodachrome by Paul Simon. Oh, that's a great song. I wouldn't call I, it I've always thought that song was awesome. And in fact, I remember he says, and I, I got a Nikon, Nikon camera. I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go out and buy a Nikon camera. <laughs> so I went out and bought one just because of that song. So. <laughs> Have you guys seen the movie Kodachrome on Netflix? Yeah. With Jason yeah. Vegas. Oh, yeah. such a, he, he plays a son and his father and Harris. Harris and, and he's a world famous photographer. And this place that develops Kodachrome film 
it's like in Iowa and they live in New York or something. They've got to make this road trip to try to get this one last role developed. And the you know, road trip movie, good father-son bonding. But uh I absolutely love I've watched mm. that probably two or three times. Such a good check movie. that out. Any other ones that come to mind? Well, Jim had mentioned uh Gordon Lightfoot earlier. One of my guilty pleasures is Sundown. And I've got a couple of friends when I play golf with them, they'll play that for me as a joke. So they always bring a speaker and they play that song. You're like, yeah, turn it up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're not bothering me. <laughs> How about Rainbow Connection? Oh, Kermit. Yeah. You like that song? That song. It makes me smile. <laughs> good. Smiling's good. Let's see. Devil Went Down to Georgia, Charlie Daniels Band. Mm-hmm. I've got Me and Mrs. Jones by Billy Paul. Yeah. How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees, When I Need You by Leo Sayer, mm. and Sad Eyes by Robert John. Mm. Yes, I actually like each and every one of those songs. <laughs> those are good. Oh, are they? <laughs> I think a lot of people would make I like it. Santa, yeah. yeah. You got to own it. Got to own it. I, okay, I'll own those songs. Oh, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Next topic. Favorite 70s one-hit wonder. And let's see. We'll start with Kevin this time. I'm going to go with uh, Magic by Pilot. Oh, ho, ho, it's magic. You know, never believe it's not so. It's magic. You know. That's a good song. That that's a great song. I'm gonna go with Norman Greenbaum, Spirit in the Sky. It was nineteen seventy. That's a good song. Did you ever? I know you've heard DC Talks cover of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. This. Uh, yeah. Debbie. Knock on wood by Amy Stewart. Tammy. So funny you should mention it. Sad Eyes is my favorite one hit wonder. harmonies it's a cool slow song and 
for some bizarre reason, I developed a knack for liking all the songs about cheating and breakups. And I, I never knew that's what they were really talking about. But I keep listening back and going, man, I like that one too. What was I thinking? But it's a fabulous <laughs> song. It reminds me of Slow Dance Roller Skating. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mine would be Magnet and Steel by Walter Egan. And I can't let go. It's my favorite one hit one. Me too. Yeah. Just, I, I like, I, this is such a cool sound to it. And you know, a lot of times we hear these songs by these bands and go, why is that their only hit? Couldn't they have a good sound? Why couldn't they have done more? Why couldn't they have just done better? Other one hit wonders that, of the 70s that kind of stick out to you. Ring My Bell by Anita Ward. Tammy, what were you going to say? Welcome back from Welcome Back, Cotter. John Sebastian. John Sebastian. Yep. I have a hard time calling him a one hit wonder, though, because he was with Love and Spoonful. Love and Spoonful. Yeah. And they're in he the was. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that. you're right, though. That is his. So Dev and I were talking, uh, we remember Music Box Dancer from Frank Mills. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was such a sweet song as a little it girl was. in the 70s. Yes. Yeah. My mom loved it, too. Brandy, Looking Glass. Yeah. Seasons uh, in the sun. Oh, I'll bring that one up later. <laughs> I wonder. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of the sun, I my other one I had was the other end of the decade from Norman Greenbaum. I picked. Uh, I had Billy Thorpe, Children of the Sun. Oh, that's a good song. That's a rocking tune. Some of my other ones here: "My Maria" by V.W. Stevenson, "In the Summertime" by Mungo Jerry. Born to be Alive by Patrick Hernandez, and Chucky's in Love by Ricky Lee Jones. Cool song. I feel like you can't have a one-hit wonder list without putting in Play That Funky Music by Wild Cherry. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming they didn't have any other hits. <laughs> that is an absolute classic. And then you'd already mentioned Afternoon Delight. Um, the other one, I, I, don't, I think this is a one-hit wonder, um, Harry Chapin, Cats in the Cradle. It could be. Very well could be. But yeah, I remember that song. That's a sad song to me. It is, but you know, I always used it as uh, a reminder. It's like, and I whenever it was on Brooklyn in the Car, I I kind of say, this is what this song is about. You know, make sure we're always going to be there for you. And, you know, always trying to make her feel like she's never going to grow up without us, you know, having time for her. So it's, it's a good, it's a good lesson in there. Sure is. Sure is. Okay, our next topic, least favorite 70s song. We'll start with Tammy. She just made a face. <laughs> so Yeah. So you mentioned 70s on 7 by uh, um, Sirius XM earlier. And this that's the first time I ever heard this song was last year, I think. And I thought, I like I stayed in my car. I was in disbelief that this was a, an actual song that had charted. Run, Joey, Run by David Geddes. This is a horrendous, dreadful <laughs> song. It's depressing. It's not sung well. And I, I seriously, I cannot believe this was a hit. 
Well, after Tammy you know, told me about it on Saturday, I had to listen to it to see, and it is terrible. Yes. So Tammy, <laughs> just for you, here's a little bit of that, just for everyone else as well. Just for Tammy. <laughs> oh, that's great. Debbie. Kiss You All Over by Mixed Emotions. I was only nine when it came out in 1978, but I knew there was something wrong with those lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the sexual. Didn't work. Exile do that as well? That's who I remember was Exile. They may have, yeah. I, I, I may have the band wrong. I, I pulled up Mixed Emotions when I was looking at the song, so it may have been done by a couple people, or I may have gotten it totally wrong. That's the one uh, they play yeah. in uh, Happy Gilmore, right? Yes. That's the only <laughs> instance I like of that song. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Jim, least favorite 70s song. I saw Exile, actually, about two years ago. Really? Did they play that song? <laughs> that the encore? They did, yeah. Yeah, my mother-in-law <laughs> loved it. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I would say Debbie Boone. You light up my life. Oh, wow. Maybe the most overplayed song of the entire universe ever. Yeah. Kevin? I'm going to go with one that was really popular. A lot of people like it. I don't get the appeal of the song. Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Wow. He's wow. flipping out. <laughs> what? Wow. I, 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 good. I just don't You're going to have to pull his card, Rob. <laughs> I just don't know why people you know like what? this. As a matter of fact, that may be the most overrated song of all time. It is not that great of a song. Amy uh, is flipping out right now. Yeah. She's speechless. I will take. I will take Killer Queen. Another one bites the dust. I will take Dragon Attack. I'll take about anything. That song. I, I used to kind of like it. Okay. And I really liked it in Wayne's World, which is hilarious. But as a song, eh. Tammy, you have something to say. No, I need a moment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we backed you and you said you didn't like any Rolling Stones song. <laughs> yeah, we accepted your bad stance there. It's a That's song funny. about a personal trial for murder and then it turns into a opera and it's just it's just all over the place and i just i just never got the appeal but that's just me and did you know if you start saying the lyrics into your iphone it will finish it for you oh really yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right i'll get tammy into a different space here so my least favorite 70s song is the way we were by barbara streisand song is hot trash can't stand it mm -hmm. Awful. The, no the argument from me on that one. First tone of her voice, the first sound is like fingernails on a chalkboard. She's <laughs> ugh, ugh. All right. Who else had some bad 70s songs they wanted to bring up here? How about You're sense? Having My Baby by Paul Oh, Ooh, that is bad. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. We'll agree with that one. And Muskrat Love. Kevin might get upset now. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> yeah, he just did the Tammy face, which if you missed it, it's kind of like Macaulay Culkin's Home Alone face. Right. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Short People by Randy Newman. Yeah, that's a dumb song for sure. Mm-hmm. He'd be canceled if he sang that today. He oh, would yeah. be. <laughs> you can never get away with that now. Yeah. Did not. What about uh, a song? Uh, loving, loving you by uh, Minnie Ripperton. Oh yeah. You know what? That might be a guilty pleasure for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know who she's singing about in that song, right? She's singing about her daughter, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph, yes. Yeah. At the very end of the song, she says Maya, Maya. So she was. She just had her. She wrote that song about her, and soon after, she passed away. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't find that out until just a few years ago. That that's about her daughter Maya Rudolph so yeah did, did you yeah. ever see did you ever see the movie Disturbia Mm-mm. so Shia LaBeouf plays this kid that gets he's on house arrest and he cannot leave the house and he's got the ankle bracelet monitor and the people next door are like big jerks and they're having a party and he's like really good with computers and and stuff you know it's early 2000s or something so he has these humongous speakers he puts on his roof and he puts that song on full blast. It drowns out any of the music they're listening to and they are, are getting so mad and angry at him and yelling and throwing stuff. Very touching moment for me. <laughs> Underrated actor right there. Yes, he is. Did you see the Peanut Butter Falcon? Oh, God, it's one of my yes. favorites. That's a great movie, yeah. It's very good. I will add... Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks, Half Breed by Cher, <laughs> Never Been to Me by Charlene, yes. which was made in what, 76? Yeah. Released in like 1981 or 82. Mm-hmm. So that song bridges the gap of two different decades being so that this, the worst song <laughs> that may make it the worst song of all time. And, and that spoken like, portion in the middle. Oh my goodness, it's oh awful. My, that's just terrible. And then my last one is I Write the Songs by Mary Mangala. It's terrible. Just terrible. I also had uh, Beth by Kiss down on that list. Oh, I like that song. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I never. I, I know a lot, a lot of the songs I don't like, everybody else seems to like. but The one song by Kiss I can listen to and not want to vomit. <laughs> now, our last topic. Gotta pick your favorite 70s song. Little rough, I understand. Kevin, we're going to start with you. Oh, thank you. Uh, it takes the pressure off me. Uh, I'm going to go with Feels Like the First Time by Foreigner. Oh, nice tune. I know I can't help myself. You're all in the world to me. It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. Jim. I am going to go with Take Me Home Country Roads by John Denver. Country Roads, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home, Country Roads. Oh, I love that one. I like that song. That's a good song. Yes. 
Rocky Mountain High was a close second. I agree uh, on that one too. I I actually I listen to it. I, I can almost get a tear in my eye almost every time I listen to it. I don't know if it's ties to West Virginia or just that it's it's just a great song. But uh, yeah, so like my wife laughs at me. I've got a lot of family down in that area, and that's like their national anthem. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Exactly, Debbie. Well, I have to go with the one that first turned me on to music, Abba's Dancing Queen. I'm not judging. <laughs> Tammy. Super, super hard decision here. I chose Isn't It Time by the Baby. Love the baby. It's not one of the overplayed songs. So whenever it does come on, it's an extra treat. It starts so simple and cool with the piano and the strings and his voice, and it builds up. And then the the babettes have this great harmony back there. Oh man. And the funny thing is, I didn't get into that until I was in college. And then a lot of the 70s music came back to me and and I heard maybe for the first time even in college, but I remember just kind of losing my mind over how cool this song was. Mm -hmm. I think the babies in general, to me, really slid under the radar. Like I hadn't heard of them until John Waite's solo stuff. And then I heard from that, oh yeah, he was in the band The Babies with Jonathan Cain from Journey. I'm like, What? So went back and listened. I'm like, they have some really good songs, really yeah. good music. Yeah, love it. My song, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's on multiple playlists that I have. Whenever this song is on, I have never gotten tired of it, no matter what. It's Night Moves by Bob Seger and the Silver oh. Bullet Band. Working on mysteries without any clues. Working on our night moves Trying to make some front page driving news Working on our night moves Fabulous song. Yeah, that that song, I just, oh, it just oozes of just sweet syrupy goodness when I hear it. I just love that song. Just love it, love it, love it. What are some other songs that you guys had uh, that maybe uh, didn't make your number one, but we didn't mention? Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles. Good one. I had Scenes of Itali- um, from an Italian Restaurant by Billy Joel. Sail On and Still by the Commodores. Mm. This is it. Kenny Loggins. I know Deb, you and I were talking about that. Yeah. That's nice a great one. one. Nice Yacht Rock tune. That was on my, that was on my list. Yeah. I had Beast of Burden by the Rolling Stones. I Want You to Want Me by Cheap Trick, Baker Street. And I had Take It to the Limit by the Eagles. Ooh, fabulous song. I wanted to work uh, War Pigs by uh, Black Sabbath into my list, but I, I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Just because of the historical reference and the time and like him or hate him, you know, Ozzy was, as a, he's an interesting songwriter. 
It was out in 70, 71. Didn't that album, wasn't that what they're crediting for like the birth of heavy metal? It's funny you would say that. That was going to be one of my news articles was that a new genre of heavy metal was introduced basically from Black Sabbath. And I was, was going to make that mm-hmm. one of my news stories, but I went with the Casey Kasem one instead. So yeah, you're right. It's so funny because at the time, you know, I, I look at their album covers and they look so evil and now we listen to something like Paranoid, it's like, oh, that sounds like a pretty, not as hard edge as it seemed back then, you know? Well, yeah, really tame. Yeah, 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 exactly. Crap like Slipknot and stuff like that now. It's like, wow, Black Sabbath sounds like yacht rock. Right. <laughs> it's funny how our perceptions have changed yes. over the years. Yes. Well, I wanted to thank all of you for joining this week. Uh, it has been a lot of fun. This whole 70s series we've had here has been fun. It's been cool to go back to more of our childhood versus our teenage years it's kind of look at some of that stuff but kind of glad to get back to the 80s next week so amen we've got a bunch of cool topics lined up for the next several months so hopefully you guys will tune in and hear us talking about the 80s again and it's only appropriate our outro song this week is probably I'm kind of glad it hasn't been mentioned yet. We can kind of save it for now. But this is the most 70-ish, 70s song, I think, written the entire decade. So we're going to close out of here with Reunion and Life is a Rock, but the radio rolled. Thank you for joining. We'll see you next week. Take care. God bless. Bumble and the stingers, mop the hooper, Rachel singers, Lonnie Mac, a twang and eddie, his ring, we're going steady, take it easy, take me high, lie, lie, how's a fire, no commotion, poke a passion, deeper purple satisfaction, baby, baby, got it, got it, give me, give me, getting hot, and Sammy's cooking, Leslie Gore, Richie Valens, and the story, my Vista Fuji, I'm a Kamasutra, Rama Lama, Richard Perry, Spectre Barry, Righteous Archers, Nielsen, Harry, Shimmy, Shimmy, Coco, Pop it, Fats, back and finger pop it, I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now I need your help to get back to the year 1985. Right.